Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Gingerbread. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. We are your host, Ben. I'm Charles. And you got Mike Fell. Guys, we're excited to have a very, very special guest in the house. Always special guest in the house. Uh, we have Galen Hooks. Galen Hooks is here. Hi. Uh, Galen is a world-renowned dancer, choreographer. I'm going to run through just like your resume. Oh, so, great. you know, you might get embarrassed, <laughs> but you should be proud. You've done a lot of cool stuff. You're another one of those people that like has done so much that if I keep talking about everything that you've done, then that's the whole episode. So I'm just going to touch on some highlights. Uh, she's worked with artists such as Neo, Janet Jackson, Sierra, Camila Cabello, Usher, Justin Bieber, just to name a few. Uh, you can see her work on uh, LXD, So You Think You Can Dance, hey. TED Talks, which oh, is freaking cool, sick. the Academy Awards, um, tons of viral videos all over YouTube. Uh, she's a producer, singer, songwriter, director. What the heck? That's crazy. <laughs> um, and you are a leading activist in the dance community, serving 10 years as a chair of Dancers Alliance and also uh, Choreographers Alliance, right? And... Um, She's an industry vet. She's done a ton of stuff and um, a role model to women all over the world of all ages. Galen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Are you like Are you blushing? No, like, I mean, you've done a ton. You've done a ton. <laughs> done so much. Um, congratulations. Yeah, congrats, congrats on life. That's you've sick. won. Uh, thanks. You've won. Um, no, so uh, this is the first time. I, I love these types of talks because I. I, this is the first time I'm ever like really sitting down to talk with you. I think yeah. I just kind of met you. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. Zero to 60. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, zero to 60. <laughs> we just jump right into it. Big fan of your work. Um, and Thanks. yeah, like I don't know anything about you. So um, I would like to get to know you as I'm sure our listening audience wants to. Um, can you just give us a brief background of like where you're from, where you grew up? Um, yeah. How dance entered your life, that whole thing. I'm from Walnut, California. Walnut. Oh, oh sick. so you're like a SoCal yeah, native. Not hey. so far from here. Um, I yeah. don't meet very many of us. I'm a no, SoCal native as well. I know. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot just in this kind of world that you guys have going. Or at least you have heard of Walnut. I've been to Walnut many times. Yeah, yeah. that's that, yeah. that's a huge step. Most people don't know where Walnut is. <laughs> Walnut's a very small suburb about an hour outside of the heart of LA um, okay. on the way to Disneyland. That's how I like to put it. Borderline I heard you Orange love County. Disneyland a lot. Mike told me oh. that you're a big Disneyland fan. You know, That's why we're already like, we're going to be so good. I'm the biggest Disney fan. I'm like a borderline historian. I'm really into the the history of it, the the films, the music, Walt history. But I've, I've really taken a big step back. There was a year where I went 60 times in a year. Holy moly. Which is, if you do, there's 52 weeks in a year. So wow. that, that's a lot. I haven't had a pass for many years and I've kind of taken a step back from it. But I, I know I could give tours <laughs> at... Disneyland. You know, Look at my time. face, guys. I went <laughs> smiling so big right now. I went, one season, I went like six times, and I was like, man, I went so many times. <laughs> six. Uh, yeah. For six me, I think, because I, I, I've had an annual pass for like four consecutive years now, because uh-huh. I, I moved back from Vegas in 2014, so uh-huh. I've been back in LA for four years, and every year since then, I've just carried the pass. Yeah. But I feel like I go like once a month. So like twelve yeah, times that's a, a good, year. Yeah, that's a good range. I I haven't gone in quite a long time, but I do know a, I know a lot about Disney. Ooh, um, I so I it. so so I grew up basically in L.A. but mm-hmm. in Walnut. Um, and so I started dancing when I was three, 
and did tap jazz ballet, just regular studio mm -hmm. dancing that little kids do, mm -hmm. little girls specifically. <laughs> and um, like your parents, was, your parents, my put parents you in put there? me okay. in. My sister was taking dance classes. She's two years, three three years older than me, and so we were in dance class together. I was a competition kid, did dance competitions. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was seven, I was in a group that went on Star Search, and we won the whole thing and i got wow. an agent from there and started working when i was seven so mm -hmm. this has really been my entire life has been working in the entertainment industry i would acted a little more when i was a kid um and then i kind of transitioned into assisting i was in a dance company with marguerite derricks and michael rooney who are two they were and still are two of the most prolific film tv commercial choreographers in the world and they had a teen company which is crazy to think about these days and we uh performed and did weekly performances and did tons of, we did all this stuff but my really really intense training was with marguerite mm -hmm. uh she's very very technical so i have a very very strict technical background um and i started assisting her when i was uh, like 13 or 14 i was assisting on that 70s show and wow. austin powers and donnie what? darko and you're 13 14 and yeah. working on these shows wow so what and she's heck? very uh anyone that's worked with her knows she's very militant and strict in the best way possible so i had very i had a great training in terms of professionalism and mm -hmm. knowing my counts and like all really yeah. really strict stuff so from that time i was assisting and uh then started being associate choreographers for people and transitioned into choreographing and I was I was assisting Jamie King and Jamaica Craft and Fatima Robinson and wow. Fatima gave me my first choreography job so uh during all that time I was training at, at the edge and the old millennium used to be called Morolandis mm -hmm. and Wade was teaching and like at all the dome yeah no it was before, before that the dome. it was called Morolandis on Dang, Ventura yeah. um taking tons and tons and tons of classes at edge and Morolandis and then eventually millennium and Debbie Reynolds and so that my I'd say like the heart of my training was at those studios and now I teach a lot and uh, do some creative directing and producing and directing and I've hung up my dance shoes. The My my dance, my professional dancer career really started when I was maybe uh, like as an adult when I was 16 or 17. Um, and I did a lot of stuff for artists. So most of my career as a dancer was dancing for artists. I did some film TV commercial, but I've worked for over 60 artists, did a lot of touring and music videos and award shows. And that was like my, my life. So when mm -hmm. I teach now, I really focus on training that side of dance because it's something that I never got training in <laughs> and like mm. what you're supposed to do when you're a lead girl in a music video and it's Usher or Neo or Miguel or whoever. And it's like, no one tells you how to navigate that. Yeah. You learn what you learn in class, but I really am passionate about teaching very specific uh, industry training in cer certain parts of what I do when I'm teaching. Um, yeah. And I, I got, when I was 15, I got emancipated, which means that I could work as an adult. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to go to the tr children's court and kind of give a case of why I was responsible enough to work as an adult because when you're a kid and you get hired on set you have to have a set teacher and you have to have a guardian present but if you get emancipated then you can work legally as an adult so it was easier Whoa. for me to book adult jobs yeah. and so that allowed me to do austin powers 3 as an adult when i was 15 <laughs> what the heck can i ask how old you are now i know like guys aren't supposed to ask that to girls but 30 i'm just curious 33 i just turned 33 yeah amazing yeah how are the 30s 
great. Awesome, right? I forget how old I am, get, which it is only gets I don't really care. At this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You're almost there, Charlie. But yeah, I I think that's like wow. You said a whole bunch of stuff. Um, okay, so let me let me take it back a little bit. So you definitely had the support of your parents, I would imagine, with dance from jump and yes. all the way through. Yes, my mom. I mean, when you're seven and going on auditions, you're like my mom is the only reason I was able to do anything. I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm not the one figuring out where to get my headshots done mm-hmm. and wow. figuring out where I did. She she drove me that hour from Walnut to L.A. to take class five days a week, auditions, like almost five. There were a lot of auditions back then because there wasn't any online submission for things. She would When I was doing Carnival when I was 13, 14, she'd be sitting in the car at 2 a.m. while rehearsals were happening. Wow. Yeah. driving me to the club and like waiting for me while yeah. I was because I couldn't stay in the club after performing I would have to leave so my mom was very instrumental in everything she helped me arrange getting emancipated which is a huge deal because when mm-hmm. you get emancipated you're also legally emancipated from your parents like most wow. most kids get emancipated from parents because they have a, a an unhealthy relationship sure. with their parents and they want to be able to make their own decisions so my mom really was extremely supportive my dad as well my dad was just always working to support the family so he wasn't the one driving me to places but mm-hmm. they were both very supportive the only time i really had to beg them for something was when i so as you can imagine, I had to miss a lot of school because mm-hmm. I was working when I was a kid. Yeah. And I, when I was in high school, I was like, this is such a waste of time. I'm finishing my schoolwork at class, but I have to sit here and waste 45 minutes for the rest of the period to finish. <laughs> and I could be taking class or yeah. auditioning or whatever. So I begged them to let me finish high school early. Yeah. Um, and they supported me. And my mom helped me figure out college because I wanted to go to college because I, I actually really love school. I, oh. I miss school. Mm. I love school. So I went to Penn State while I was touring and working as a dancer wow. um, and studied law. And my mom helped set that up for me to be able to. Back then, there weren't that many online uh, degrees offered mm-hmm. at colleges. So she helped do that research. And sh- she's just she's the reason for <laughs> everything in my life. Damn. So you have a Thanks, law mom. degree? Yeah, pre-law. I mean, pre-law? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Shout so, out mom, dude. That shout was, out mom. Yeah, shout, shout out mom. mom. Yeah, mom's and gangster. dad. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and mom, dad. My mom and is, dad. Like if there, if my mom could do a seminar for kids, parents these days on how to oh raise gosh. someone who wants to enter the entertainment yeah. industry, she knows, sounds like the next podcast. Yeah, like I mean, that's that's amazing because uh, again, very much. Um, with what we do, not a very common tale where parents are supportive, you know, yep. uh, of their kids pursuing a career yeah. in entertainment, let alone dance. Yeah. Dance is kind of like at the bottom of the barrel, you know, in, in, in a lot of people's minds. Um, okay, so for yourself being in like, so you, it wasn't that you didn't like school. You just had a focus of like, I could be using this time better yes. by pursuing what I really want to do. But at the same time college was still in your plan like you wanted to go to college yes and so now were you uh thinking that you were gonna be like a dancing lawyer or like what was in your your plan I guess in terms of like (laughs) I'm gonna go to college but I also want to pursue dance I I genuinely just enjoy school and I I it was just inefficient for me to be sitting on campus in high school when I finished my work really quickly so I I started college early in my uh 
sophomore year of high school. That's when I stopped going physically to high school. Okay. So I started college and finished high school at the same time doing what? independent study. And I was a philosophy major first at Mount Sac, if anybody knows Mount Sac, Mount Sen- yeah. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. also in Walnut. Yep. Um, and I was a philosophy, ma- philosophy major first. And then when I transferred to Penn State, the only course that kind of had the same core classes was law and i mm-hmm. it, you know it's all the ethics stuff and morality and all that kind of yeah. critical thinking classes and i i just really enjoy it so it, it wasn't for the purpose of i'm gonna be a lawyer it was just what do i feel like studying and mm-hmm. that was what i felt like mm-hmm. studying whoa are you doing anything with that like currently would you say um not intentionally but it has really helped with all of the activism i've done all the dancers alliance stuff choreographers alliance i'm not um I'm not part of the core group of people anymore voluntarily. I um, have used my legal background a lot in negotiating and a lot nowadays in really being in as informed as, as possible on copyright mm. um, and reading contracts. I'm very uh, unafraid to go after something that is, that I know contractually is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have thought that anything I studied in college would have come in handy, but it's been, I didn't realize till now that that's probably why I am such a critical thinker. I'm mm. very, I, I use it subconsciously. Mm. Wow. Would you recommend college to like everybody? Only if you like it. Uh. There, are, If you're, if you're on the fence and you're like, do I go to school or do I pursue dance? If you can do, if you can pursue school online, I mean, I did it. I did the bulk of my college courses online while I was working and touring and performing, but you have to be so extremely diligent and good with time management and self-motivated. Mm-hmm. But if you are that kind of person, it's the best thing in the world when you get your degree and you walk in your graduation and you're like, I, I it, that was one of the, my, the best moments of my life. Um, but if you're kind of just like, I want it as a backup plan, it's, I would pursue dance first because mm. that has a, that's, you need to do that. <laughs> Strike while the iron's hot. Right, yeah. um, and you can always go to school, you know, take your time and only do f- a few amount of courses per semester and, you know, just kind of d- take it easy. But I don't think everybody needs to go to college. I, if you like mm-hmm. it, then I, then I recommend you do it because you'll feel great mm-hmm. at the end of it. Yeah. And there's so many, uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm a dinosaur, but like back then there wasn't that. I'm sure nowadays you can like do it off your phone, probably. <laughs> like, there's no excuse. Your school is on your phone. Yeah, you yeah. FaceTime yeah. into class and all that. The one thing I will say is, if you are debating whether or not to get a degree in dance, mm-hmm. that I I unfortunately actually recommend against. I will like adamantly say I don't know any dance program at any school that is worth the money and the time and everybody I know, all the students I have who are in dance programs, they hate life, they hate dance, they Mm. hate themselves. There's no program that sets you up for real life application of the dance industry. If you want to learn dance history, sure, go take Mm -hmm. some dance history classes, but I wouldn't invest time and money in in majoring in dance. Wow. You guys would agree, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But you just blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible, guys. Or it is if you choose <laughs> to make it possible, it's possible. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I was, true. I was stuck. I, I mean, I tell this story a lot, so I'm sorry if I'm being redundant to anybody that's heard this, but I was stuck when I was doing the Super Bowl with Janet and Justin, I was in the corner of rehearsal studying. I was on tour with Snoop studying on Boom. the tour bus and wow. on planes. Like, it's not like it's easy at yeah. all, especially if you uh, feel peer pressure from people to be like, why aren't you coming out with us? Or what, you know, yeah. what are you doing over there? And you have to be like, I'm studying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it takes a lot of, a lot of, self uh 
What am I, what's the discipline. word? Discipline. Self-discipline. Yeah. Look yeah. at all the words I learned. Oh, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Wow. So, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here like, well, first of all, I, I love how you touched on the college thing that, um, and I, I like how you put it, if you, if you like it, if you feel like it's for you, um, it's not the answer to, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, so I guess I should just go to college. No. Right? Um, I mean, I, there's not it necessarily anything wrong with that approach, but just like how you said, college is so expensive, you know, and you're dedicating so much time to something mm -hmm. that if you're there not knowing why you're there, mm -hmm. it can be a waste, like mm -hmm. financially to just your time, you know, and um, you could be using that time to even sit at home thinking about what exactly. do I want to do yeah. for, for the rest of my life and that's free yeah, <laughs> you don't exactly. have to do that it's yeah. free especially when free. you're like living at you know home with the parents and stuff so um I yeah like I love that because um you know I think this day and age I mean yeah like it's it goes to show you don't have to go to a college to find a career path that you can be successful especially in. nowadays yeah um, but I also, um, and, and I wanted to ask you where, where you, where you think you get this from? Cause you seem very focused, uh, at a young age, um, you know, as kids, you know, we, we kind of just gravitate towards the thing that we find is fun, right? We're like, you know, whether it's dance or whatever it is, sports, um, and then we can kind of just go into the the funness of it. And then maybe at some point we outgrow it or we're like, oh, OK, maybe it's time to get a real job now. Mm -hmm. You know, like that switch happens for whatever reason. But it seems like for you that you kind of were just focused and n n understanding the value of education, knowing that um, for yourself, you're like, I feel like I can do it in this way. I don't have to do it in the conventional way. Um and I think that all comes from just your drive and focus. Where do you think um, you got that from? That sort of focus and drive. Mm, I have no, I have no idea. I never really thought of that as a skill of mine or like a quality. Like were your parents that way? Your mom that way? I don't think I was surrounded by anybody that really uh, felt like there were barriers in their way. Like no one was really for lack of a better word, like a victim of anything. It's mm. just kind of like, oh, I want to do that. Like my mom, for example, mm -hmm. it's like she's, she if she has to figure out how I get an agent, she just figures out how I get an agent. It's not like, well, I don't know how or mm. what do I do? And so for me, I'm like, well, I want to, if I want to go to school, this is how I want to, there's not really, I, I, I never asked permission to figure out solutions to problems. Mm -hmm. And I, I really enjoy problem solving. So mm. whether it's, I want to go to school, but this is an inefficient use of my time going to campus at high school. What can I do to make sure I finish school, but mm -hmm. that I'm not wasting time? Um, I, I don't ask, I don't wait for permission from people and I don't, I feel like a lot of my, in terms of, I think there might be carrot crossover from the training I got from Marguerite in terms of, mm. it's like, you have to know how to be on it at the drop of a hat and there's not time to kind of, sure figure things out it's just like do the thing <laughs> yeah. with no time to second guess yourself and so a lot of focus i'm sure comes from that of not yeah. being given the luxury of time to figure it out you just do it mm -hmm. Whoa. um yeah yeah i mean uh, hearing about marguerite uh, she seems like probably like a mentor to you right like kind of you know a dance teacher but also kind of teaching you these sort of life principles of yeah by being on it you know by by uh, example by mm, example by she example. was a mentor yes yeah mm. that's awesome and i feel like you know by even how you describe your mom like 
not knowing how to get an agent, well, I'm going to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And then you obviously observing that, I'm sure in some ways, whether you realize it or not, probably kind of, you know, rubbed off on you in a lot of ways too, right? Yeah. My, my, I have a, an older brother and sister and all three of us are pretty, my parents obviously did, did something <laughs> for all of us to be the same way, but mm -hmm. we're all very solution oriented and just kind of do the thing. There's Whoa. not really discussion about it. My Are mom's you? Japanese as well. And okay. she's, mm. <laughs> she's, when I watched Crazy Rich Asians, I was like, there was some line in there about like, <laughs> they make you feel like the best thing in the world and also like a failure at the same time. It was, they say it much yeah. more eloquently like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh my, God. my whole That's life my has been life. explained. <laughs> uh, one line. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. So she's got, you know, she's, Asian mom syndrome. There's, there's just like not really room for, you know, it's just like you do it. You yeah, just do yeah. the thing. Yeah. You really figure bring. it out. You, you do it. it out. Yeah. And when you do it and you, you get it done, you still didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> she, really she would never like, yeah. she was very supportive of me, but if I hadn't been, if I hadn't shown promise as a dancer, she wouldn't have been. Yeah. So, you know, uh -huh, it's like, yeah, sure. she would have been like, okay, let's a good see parent. what else like, you, you know, <laughs> telling your kids that they're great when they're not. Keep real with them. I'm feeling I'm gonna be that kind of dad. Just be like, hey, just keep playing soccer. You suck at it. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Let's, <laughs> let's invest some more time. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, what? spend a couple more hours drawing each day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a level <laughs> of pragmatism, and we're we're very practical as mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. So that I think with practicality comes efficiency and and getting things done without overthinking and being self sufficient and all that. Yeah. Are that's you close good. with your parents? Yes, my whole family very close. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And they all live. I'm I. I'm so thankful every day that I'm from here and my family's here and I see them mm. more than, you know, I know that people sacrifice leaving their families to come here yeah. to pursue their careers. And yeah. I don't take that lightly that I get to see my family a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's totally good. Uh, I think when I um, hear about all the stuff that you've kind of, all the skills that you've picked up, um, it didn't happen by accident. It happened intentionally with a lot of discipline and intentional training. Um, so I think this day and age, it's, uh, easy for people to think that, um, things just come easy to people, you know, they, they hop on YouTube and Instagram, they see a bunch of, you know, curated stuff. That's the final product like, Oh, that's so awesome. And, um, I think, uh, you know, especially for yourself as a teacher, and I'd love to hear, um, you know, your thoughts towards like the questions that you're asked by your students. Uh, the question of like, give me a tip, you know, what, what do I, uh, what do I work on to um, become or, or do what you're doing or become better? And, um, you know, that question is hard to answer in a classroom when there's 50 other kids waiting in line for you to give them something significant. Um, so in, in light of the training that you've, you know, um, put into your life that um, allowed you to do all the stuff that you've done. Uh, what would be if you were to have some sort of a tip, uh, something that you can give to not maybe a specific stylistic dance question, but more mm -hmm. of like, like, I, I want to pursue dance, uh, like how you're doing. Um, if you were to have like one thing, what would that be to say? I, it's a really hard question because when I, when I get that question now, I always ask back, what are you wanting to do with dance because for some people i mean it, 
years ago, it's like you knew that the answer was I want to dance behind Britney Spears. Like there yeah. was that was the goal. If your goal is to be an influencer or to teach, like a lot of people's goals is, well, I want to teach overseas in camps. And mm-hmm. that, like there are so many different things you can do with dance now that the answer is different depending on what your goals are. But I would make sure that you know why you want whatever that thing is Mm -hmm. that you're wanting to do because no matter what, whether it's teaching or being a backup dancer or being an influencer, whatever the Mm -hmm. hell you want to do, you have to really, really, really want to do it. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people go, yeah, I really like dance. And it's, there's nobody, nobody held my hand. And, you know, I learned, I learned by, from watching people who knew what they were doing and nowadays there aren't people who know what they're doing. Mm. So if you're a student, it's really difficult because you don't have anybody really leading by example. So you have to really, really want to do this mm-hmm. because day after day after day, and even when you become successful, I'm sure as you guys know, it gets harder when you become more successful because you're not really doing it for fun anymore. And it's like on the calendar and there's a <laughs> schedule and you've got yeah. rehearsal and it's, you have to really like it to not want to just throw in the towel after six months of, putting in that hard work so um i think constantly knowing why you're pursuing that line of dance no matter what style you're doing helps you train the right muscles and not just worry about how do i brand myself i think a lot of people the most of the questions more frequently i get the question (laughs) how do i brand myself Mm -hmm. and that worries me and i and i it kind of worries me that they look to me for that because I think a lot of people think I spend a lot of time quote unquote branding myself, but I, that word isn't on my radar at all. And I don't want people thinking that the branding comes first. Mm. And that's what a lot of people are doing mm-hmm. nowadays. If you, mm. if you're focusing on what you're training in, you're building a skill and a craft in something that you're passionate about. And the quote unquote branding will come from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think most aspiring dancers have it backwards these days and like you've said it takes a lot of hard work to know what you're doing you can brand something first but it's not going to have the longevity and you want to make sure that you're branding something that's got staying power so that as the world is as fickle as it is you've still got that skill set to you know Mm -hmm. maneuver between uh an ever-changing industry so that's not an answer that I'd be able to say to somebody after class because we're <laughs> exactly. standing in line. That's why you say it here. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. You just say, oh, uh, yeah, just uh, do, do your best. Good luck. Uh, next. Yeah. <laughs> next. You know, I, I, think, I think what's difficult is that a lot of people who are giving advice nowadays, because if you take class, a lot of times you're taking class from people who are either newly successful or they're just, they don't have... 25 years experience behind them and i'm not talking about myself i'm talking about any like the people Mm -hmm. that i trained from um and so i think nowadays a lot of the advice is very fluffy and it's like believe in yourself (laughs) or like you know it's like you gotta just like shut out the haters whatever like like it's just like (laughs) it's that's kind of good. buzzword. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> Shut out the haters. So, you know, it's, <laughs> like I said, yeah. I'm about practicality. So yeah. when I give advice to people, I like to be, that's why I go, what do you want to do? If they go, I want to be a backup dancer. I go, well, who's, 
who do you think you're right for to dance behind mm-hmm. right now? Because people go, I want to dance for Beyonce. And it's like, you're five foot, you're white <laughs> and blonde. Yeah, she might hire people like that. But yeah. who do you think you are right for look wise right mm-hmm. now that you could dance for? Who choreographs for those people? Nobody even knows who choreographs for mm-hmm. the artists that they want to dance behind. It's like that person might be standing next to you in Starbucks and you don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're teaching a class next week and you don't even know it mm-hmm. because you don't know. All you're worried about is I want to dance for Beyonce. And it's like, do the practical things that will get you, that will get you there aside from be confident, believe in yourself, follow your dreams. Shut out don't let haters. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, one, uh, there's a lot yeah. of, there's missing components of actual building blocks to get to where sure. you want to go. Yep. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> when you, when you say the whole, um, yeah, people are so concerned about branding and, um, again, cause that's what they see. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the stuff on Instagram, right? Like again, very curated things. And, um, and it's it's no fault of anyone's to to because all they're like all they're like I guess shooting for is what they think is the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. No one is really telling them like, hey, before you get there, like you need to s- start at step A before mm-hmm. you get to you know why whatever it is, right? And uh, I think what people may not understand, um, and I, I'm so glad. You put so much emphasis on it. Um, that's something that we care a lot about. That's exactly why we do a podcast and ask these sorts of questions to everybody that sits on these couches. Is like um, build yourself before you brand yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and exactly. you need to have that foundation. Um, put in the the hours, uh, the months, the years of training. Um, do your research to yeah, like if it's to dance for an artist, do all your due diligence to figure out how do I get there um, yeah from the choreographers and stuff like that and like um, and not to say that to have a short-lived dance career there's anything wrong with that but I think for I'll speak personally for myself when I decided that I wanted to pursue dance professionally um, sure there was the the dream of like I want to dance for Usher and Justin Timberlake and um, let's say that like if I get to do that like how I wasn't thinking like how long am I actually going to be able to do that for? Mm-hmm. And then what do I do after, after that? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like do I go get another job? Like do I go back to school? Like I wasn't really thinking about it and then um you know I, I, thankfully just somewhere along the way maybe some sense got knocked into me where I actually started thinking about that. And not to say that like oh shoot I better stop doing this dance thing and start you know putting my focus into something else but I was like no I still want to do this dance thing but I feel like I need to figure out a way for this to be sustainable mm-hmm. you know and um, and then then I started thinking about you know can dance be bigger than just dancing behind an artist or choreographing or even just teaching and um, I think that's something that we as Kinjas uh, are we we that's what we're trying to do is mm-hmm. that we're trying to build and, and um, not so much build the brand for the sake, for the sake of building the brand, but everybody here and, and uh, you know, from the founders of it, Mike and Anthony to all the guys who are, are integral parts of it um, have really put in their time, right. Mm-hmm. And to build it. And so for yourself, you said that you've done so much work in your earlier years as just dancer, like, you know, dancing with the artists and stuff. Um, and then you said you kind of hung up your dancer shoes. Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? I don't like performing anymore. (laughs) 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 I don't, I don't even like demonstrating in class, but it, but it's, I, for class, I know, I think of classes that I take where you can watch a million people do the combo, but watching the teacher, it's like, 
okay i get i get what it's supposed to be so i i i, I perform quote unquote in class as a, as a teaching tool so that mm-hmm. they i think they learn more watching it than if i were to just kind of dictate it but i'm not interested in performing mm-hmm. outside of that unless it's something really special that i would get asked to do um but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm very satisfied with mm. my dance career. So as a dancer though, so transitioning from being a performer and um, like dan- dancing with and behind artists and even choreographing for artists and then uh, I guess switching over to um, putting your emphasis more on teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, people may think that, oh, if I'm an amazing dancer and I can make cool dance moves, teaching should be easy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I could be able to teach no problem. Um, what are your thoughts towards uh, being a good teacher versus just being a good dancer and choreographer? I I mean, I've been teaching. I've been teaching since I was maybe 15, teaching on conventions and things. And I, I don't think I sucked, but I wasn't very good. <laughs> there was definitely a shift in the past few years where I was like, oh, I get why my class might not have been the first choice for some students <laughs> in the past. Um, I just know for myself what, how I've grown as a teacher and I'm much better and continue to get better. And for me, the litmus test is how good are the students afterwards? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I, now I'm able to take somebody who really can't dance or is scared or is shy or whatever. And, and, really make that shift in a very short amount of time. And that's kind of what I gauge my teaching off of as nothing has to do with the choreography. Like that's the last thing on my radar. I'm just worried about the students more mm-hmm. these days, but I wouldn't be able to do any of what I'm doing as a teacher. If I didn't have the 20 something years experience that I have having absorbed everything I'm, I've learned from the great teachers that I had. Um, but I think the bar is so low nowadays that it doesn't really matter. You know, like you can you can go from dancer to teacher very quickly and just have cool moves. And that has a, a, a place as well, because there are classes that I like to take where the teacher might not be a great teacher, but the choreography is cool. And I'm like, yeah. I want to learn some cool choreography yeah. tonight. So so um, I don't I don't want to like. I think that I think the. The bar is just so changed nowadays that it doesn't feel right for me to kind of lament all the time how crap. And I know I already have done a few times in the past 30 minutes lamented how (laughs) there's not very good teachers these days. But it's because I'm frustrated for the students. I'm not I'm not hating on the teachers and I'm not hating on the students because, like you said, it's not it's nobody's fault. If I were an aspiring dancer today, I, too, would be asking, how do I brand myself? Because that's what everything that we see is showing Mm -hmm. us is the most important thing. So I don't fault anybody, but it's it's it makes me sad. And that's why, again, I'm proactive. I'm a problem solver. If I see something, this is why all the activism stuff, I would do that as well. Because if I see something that I know I have an answer to, I just do the answer that I know and don't complain about it. So I see that professional dancers when i watch award shows when i watch music videos i'm like they don't know what they're doing no one's Mm. telling them how to play the camera no one's telling them how to interact with an artist so i so and i know the answer so i'm going i'm going to offer this if you want to come learn it from me great if you don't want to learn it from me don't but you should learn it somewhere Mm -hmm. if you're going to try to pursue this as a career um so teaching is for me i really am just focused on 
how much growth I can get from somebody from minute one to the last minute of the hour or hour and a half, or if I do my intensives, the end of the two days. Um, but I don't think that every teacher has to have that in mind because there are great classes. I, I would say the bigger problem is a self, a sense of self-importance from teaching that that's the thing that I would warn against. Um, because even those classes I'm talking about where the teacher might not know the counts and they do it differently every time and they don't really know what they're doing, but the choreography is really cool. They're not getting this kind of like ego boost from, the teaching and that's that's the main thing that I would say again it's all about like why are you why are you teaching the class why are you pursuing a career in dance mm. why are you wanting to teach around the world is it so that you can show that off to people or is it because you really want to share something um I don't know if that answered your question no, totally. even remotely um, no it totally <laughs> does because I mean I wanted to get into you're talking about if you want to come or if someone wants to come and learn from you uh they don't have to learn from you but learn it somewhere right especially you want to pursue this as a yeah. career um so you have this thing called the galen hooks method yeah can you walk us through what that is yeah so oh let's see i okay so i i was holding a lot of auditions a few years ago and felt for all of the people who were getting cut all the time because i know what it's like to be in their shoes i did it my entire life and i just thought no one's telling them that their hair's just off or this person's just looking down all the time or mm -hmm. that outfit doesn't flatter you or your hair color or your eyebrows, like all these things that are just the most silly reasons to not book a job. And I feel like I don't want anybody to book a job for any reason that is in their control. So I started holding audition intensives where we would do mock auditions and I would just break it down for everybody and be like, this is holding you back. This is holding you back. If you change this, da, 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 and give all the tips and tricks that I wish I had had when I was pursuing a career, then heels classes started to become a thing. And I taught for a friend of mine, Jessica Castro in New York, um, a heels class. And it was really surprisingly inspiring and fulfilling. And so I started to do heels intensives. All of these things kind of um, snowballed into um, for any given student, they could get their technical training. They could get audition training. They could get what to do on set because after the audition workshops, they were booking jobs and they're like, we don't know what to do when we're on the job. Like, how do we fill out the paperwork and what do we mm. do with the camera? And we don't know. So then I did on set intensives and all of that just combines into this is my method of approaching dance as an art form in a business. And I call it the Galen Hooks method because I totally get that there are a million ways to approach this thing. And this is just my method. Mm -hmm. And if, again, if you want to learn my method, come learn the right. method. I'm offering it. If you yeah. don't, I don't care. Go, <laughs> go do something else. Yeah. But I can't sit by and see things going downhill or people just lost because I know that you're giving up again, your family, your hometown, all you're moving across the country, across the world. People spend years getting up the cash and getting a lawyer overseas to get visas to come here to pursue a career. And I can't sit and not share hmm. the information that I know that will help them have the career that I had. Cause again, I'm very satisfied and so fulfilled with the dance career I had. And I want people to have that experience. And there's silly things holding them back that are holding them back simply because nobody's telling them that that's what's in their way. So the method is a whole comprehensive um, program, I guess there are just many different intensives that you can take. And it's all based off of small class sizes. There's 15 people in a session. I 
literally head to toe will break down everything in a practical way so that you can in the moment immediately apply the notes that you're given and you see results right away as opposed to again me just being like feel yourself you're sexy look in the mirror you know like it's not about yeah. that it's not Live. about just bells and whistles yeah. yeah um but it's about really practical tools so that you can walk away my goal for everybody that comes is like you get your own kind of customized tool belt that's like this looks good on me when i freestyle this looks good on me specifically when i slate this looks good on me specifically when i'm whatever it is that you have your own customized tool belt that you can use for the rest of your life so i'm not i want to teach the man to fish and not give the man the fish to fit the fish and mm -hmm. <laughs> um so yeah it's all very practical for anybody whether you are just there i have moms that come and they're just like i just want to dance because i used to dance and i haven't danced in a so long there's time there's actual movement wow. also infused into oh yeah the there's there's um it, they they range and some of them are are very choreography driven some of them are are really just about figuring out who you are artistically I, those those are artist development sort of courses where mm -hmm. it's not about being clean it's not about drilling the moves it's about how do you put yourself into the moves um mm. and then there's ones that are very pragmatic about industry specific things so it's I'll have like singers come who are in bands who are just like, I need to get in touch with my movement. I have actresses come. I have really high pro profile people come and I have people who just travel from Idaho who are like, I just want to feel good dancing because I'm too shy. And it's for women nowadays. It is insane. The amount of mental damage that's been done from social media and mm. just comparison and they're they're They hate their bodies and they, there's way too deep of kind of mm -hmm. mental blockage that's happening. And so we use, it's almost like dance therapy for two days where mm -hmm. you, you leave the second day feeling like I'm okay. I got this. And it changes how people do their regular jobs. If you're, I have people who are servers who are like, I went to my job the next day and everyone was like, what has gotten into you? Cause there's just a, when you feel, Dance is so intimate and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and there's no other job where you look at yourself in the mirror, mm. especially for girls again in like skimpy clothes sure. where you're comparing your body to people the entire time you're training your craft. And so if you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and not pick apart and judge yourself and just hate everything you're seeing, that's a huge step for a lot of people who, you know, at the beginning of day one, they can't even look at themselves in the eye in the mirror. Mm, so th wow. there's a lot of, kind of psychological work that's done as well but it's all through dance mm. that's great that's um, beautiful sounds like an amazing program how long is that intensive there's one that's two days and there's one that's four days the four day mm. one is where we do headshot coaching and audition intensives uh -huh. and on, on what to do on set and all that kind of thing the two day one is is uh there's one for beginners this year it's um, a light session where it can be like your first dance class you've ever taken. There's a pro two day one, which is for people that are like, I'm good with confidence. I don't have to worry. I, I can look at myself in the mirror. I'm feeling myself, but I'm not booking jobs. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. So it's just like re that one is about drilling choreography, getting the counts, being clean, all that specificity. Do you guys come and take the session yeah. as well? And I've done men's sessions before as well. For men, Do you separate the two. Like there's a women's session and a men's session. Um, no, there are, they, it, anybody can come to the, any of the sessions, mm -hmm. but I did, I have done 
male specific ones because again working with an artist if you're with j-lo and you're the guy that's supposed to go up her leg and nuzzle in her neck guys don't there's nowhere to practice it aside from on the job and if you can't do it you just get cut like i want i want you people try to practice with burn. the homies but yeah <laughs> yeah or like with a teddy bear maybe yeah from costco right don't let that video leak <laughs> yeah the giant costco teddy bear um, it's like why are you like i'm practicing my dance moves with this it's like this is j-lo it's not teddy but yeah there's very there are things yeah. that meant that male dancers have to do that are very specific to them and there's a there are i i see things that where for the women it's about comparison and they don't feel good in their bodies and for the men it's that they don't know how to be assertive and that's mm. really important when you're with an artist is being assertive and not looking scared because all of those shots in a music video or an award show are close-up shots and you can see in a guy's face if they're nervous and mm -hmm. it's like you're supposed to be the guy right mm -hmm. now with her <laughs> like you gotta pull up so yeah i happened to me once when i was like on abdc <laughs> i had no training whatsoever and then nappy tabs was like all right you're gonna hang on this door and do some body rolls and i was like <laughs> You want me to do what? You train my whole <laughs> life. Like, I've, for never, this. I've never done. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, was, like that was hard. Yeah. That was really hard. It's not fun on the job to be yeah. figuring that stuff out. So mm -hmm. I offer these so that you can work out the kinks before you get hired. Yeah. You know, or at the on an audition, a lot of times you audition and the artist comes in and they might just pull you up at the audition and be like, "Okay, I want you to blah blah blah," and it's like you don't want to be figuring this out for the first time mm -hmm. at an audition. You want to work out the kinks ahead of time. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean, one, I don't know of any other program that would teach something like this. So I think what you're offering is amazing. It's an amazing service to anybody out there trying to figure it out in the industry. Um, so speaking of the industry, though, so you mentioned that whenever you see uh, a problem or you see something that like, man, like, like I, I can help in this. And so um, enter something like Dancers Alliance. Um can you explain uh, just for like the listening audience, like what is Dancers Alliance um, and then also uh, Choreographers Alliance, which is I feel like it's a little bit newer, right? Yeah. Um, can you kind of walk us through like what that is? Yeah. And, I'll, and I, so this is all kind of like going to be a retroactively speaking, because now dancers when I was doing Dancers Alliance, Dancers Alliance now is run by a different group. It's like the new wave of people that that were working um not underneath me, but they were, you know, the, they were the team while I was heading it. Those people have now taken over Dancers sure. Alliance. I've stepped out because I, I've hung up my dance shoes uh -huh. and it needs to be run. It's, it's a volunteer based organization. So mm -hmm. we all just donate our time in between working in our lives to try to help um, improve the regulations and rules and rates for professional dancers. So it needs people who are the boots on the ground who are on jobs dancing right now currently and know what the problems are. When I was doing it, um, I started when I was 17 wow. and it was like not the cool thing to be a part of. Hmm. It was kind of like there would be venting sessions and kind of town halls and mm -hmm. everyone would just kind of vent and nothing would really get done. <laughs> Th some things would get done, but I, but I just felt like things could be done quicker and on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. when, so the main thing, that I helped accomplish was unionizing music videos, which is a huge, huge, huge deal. Unionizing any industry, whether you're a taxi driver, a restaurant worker, a domestic worker, across the nation, there are people who are trying to unionize. Mm -hmm. um, so unionizing music videos was a really big undertaking, but we did it and it was huge and historic. And uh, 
the difference that that makes is that for 30 from the inception of music videos for 30 years since the 80s they were not union which meant you didn't get health insurance from them none of that money was going towards earning a pension you there were no rules or regulations you you I've I still have music videos I've done back in the day that I haven't gotten paid for there's no Whoa. entity to collect that money for yeah. you there's no you don't have a union fighting for your rights and regulations right. and the big thing is when you're when something is union the rates go up every year to keep up with inflation and for 30 years the rates had been the same so i um helped a lot run getting the community to be involved and to care and i would do powerpoint presentations at avalon and at boulevard three like with a thousand people in the room mm -hmm. doing a powerpoint presentation about Whoa. rates and regulations and um, so my involvement was trying to get the community to be educated. This, and this is everybody in Dancers Alliance mm -hmm. involvement is we try to get people educated to take action, to be knowledgeable so that when you're on the job and you're asked to, for example, nowadays, every job, it's like they have you sign a release. That's like, um, you know, you might be going, you might be doing, let's say you're dancing for Lady Gaga and you are doing the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden HBO's cameras are there to film or Netflix, whatever her documentary was on. And it's like, well, this is going to be a documentary now. And they mm -hmm. give you a release and you don't know what to do yeah. with that release because it's like, do I get paid for it now being a documentary? It's going to be on Netflix or HBO. So what do I do? And so you need to educate dancers. And the only way that happens because we don't have a college that teaches you right. these things is that dancers who do know what to do literally go, we're having a town hall at Millennium. Everybody mm -hmm. come and we're going to talk about these things. So that's the goal of Dancers Alliance. And we are... Um, liaisons between the agents in the community between the union which is SAG-AFTRA and the community I served on the SAG-AFTRA board which meant that I was voting on um, contract negotiations on added clauses that would be added to contracts so let's say it's like hazard pay if you want to get the word if you want to change the word in all circumstances dancing on a 30 foot tall platform is hazardous to in some circumstances, it's hazardous. It might say in some circumstances that's hazardous. So, of course, that means you're never going to get hazard pay because production's always going to go, this isn't one of those cases. Mm -hmm. If you just want to change the word some to all, so it says in all circumstances, mm. dancing on a 30-foot scaffolding <laughs> yeah. is hazardous. It takes it takes years to get that wow. implemented. So, Whoa. I was on the board representing dancers. So, when actors are going we want to have first class flights <laughs> and <laughs> singers are going, well, we need this. And people that record audiobooks are going, we need this. And puppeteers are going, we need this representing the dancers. I'm going, mm -hmm. well, we need yeah. this. So, uh, yeah, I, anytime I saw something that was, that I knew could be fixed, uh, I would do whatever I could to help it. Choreographers Alliance. I'm not involved with anymore, but there are, uh, there's a really great group still leading it. And, both of these things are not as active as they could be mm -hmm. because they're all volunteer based. So if you go look it up, it's going to be maybe not current posts or events. Mm -hmm. um, but for, for my big thing with choreography is trying to unionize choreographers and protect copyright. And I'm sure you guys have to deal with that a lot as mm -hmm. well. If you get your work stolen, if somebody lifts a concept video, choreography from a concept video and uses it in a TV show that I'm trying to do things to help protect that kind of work. Like the Fortnite lawsuit is a huge, yeah. Yeah. huge, 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 huge deal. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Mm. Dang, that's big. Yeah, I think um, 
again with what with what dance is in terms of um you know not even just like a supplemental form of entertainment like i mean you mentioned like a beyonce or you know usher who, who have you like they have dancers to make their show <laughs> you know without the mm-hmm. dancers like it'll be like an all right show even if you're just vocally the most amazing talented <laughs> vocalist like you need yeah you need that and i think um i'm so glad that uh there are uh people like you that that care enough to um educate and um you so don't have to you know what i'm saying like you like you said you you've had your career and you could just be like cool that's for me and like let me just take care of myself but um you know you care enough to educate uh the people who are trying to get there and trying to do what you do so um thank you for doing that that's amazing i'll I'll just i'll just say like because again i'm not the i'm not boots on the ground right now if you are somebody who goes we should be getting paid more i think this is the thing for 30 years dancers were going we should be getting paid more but nobody Mm -hmm. did anything about it the you can do something about it and i think most people feel just they throw their hands up and they go, we're always going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. So if you're if you feel like you want the rates to be better, you want conditions to be better there, you can actually make something happen again. It's like going to school, though. It's like it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. very, very difficult. But there's a difference between not taking action because you can't and not taking action because you decide not to. So mm-hmm. if you want things to be better, it's 100 percent possible. You need to. I just want anybody who's listening who's like. I wish we got paid more. You mm, can. Yeah. You don't have to sit by and and take it. Um, but I'm not the person best positioned to do that because I don't know what it's like mm. to be a professional dancer right now. Sure. And it's much different than when I was. So mm. it, we need people who are passionate and hungry and and can follow through. We I wish Dancers Alliance was constantly posting things because there's more to be done now than ever because of YouTube videos, because music videos are on YouTube because of social media. I wish there was a new crop of people crop Mm. of people. So I hope that anyone who feels um, inspired to make a change does something. Totally. And I think with what you're doing with, you know, the, the Galen hooks method to you even talking (laughs) on here and whoever's listening, um, people won't know unless they know that there is, something to be done you know mm-hmm. and and i think yeah sometimes people are a little bit afraid to speak up and they're like oh, i'm just thankful to be here yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah yeah you know that that's how uh, we shift culture by um speaking up and and uh, but equipping yourself and being prepared from an educated standpoint yes, not exactly. just going in guns blazing complaining about stuff right yep um so for yourself uh you've done it all in terms of dancing in the industry even choreographing creating um, but then you kind of shifted, uh, at, at what point like did like the whole directing, producing and songwriting, I mean, you have a project wait for me, uh, which is an amazing, yeah. uh, little short <laughs> film. I was like, this is, this is great. And did you sing, actually sing on the track? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was really uh, good. <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. I'm not like, I, I'm not interested in being an, a recording artist or anything, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. make, I've made songs for a long, long, long time. And I, before Wait For Me, I did a series um, of videos called Campfire Vaudeville, and that's all like folk slash bluegrass music. Mm-hmm. And I have another short that I'm editing right now that is kind of born out of that. So it's like Wait For Me, but three times longer and with dialogue. And it's vi- it's like a narrative mm. film with a- like actual acting and dialogue in it. And that's got maybe 
five or six original songs in it. So I write a lot of music for those purposes and I'll sing it if I, if my voice is right for it. But, um, I really enjoy, I really enjoy making things from complete scratch. Hmm. So that's where the kind of music mm -hmm. comes out of is like, I want this to be completely, completely original. Mm. Wow. And did you go into that as like a, now I want to do this sort of thing? Or was that always kind of something that was a part of your life, even as you were like dancer, choreographer? It Probably from when I was a teenager, I would make little songs and ditties and so oh yeah i'm do you just have realizing training or? <laughs> no i have i have some like old old youtube stuff that's got like so again it's it's never like me playing a guitar sure. singing to the camera yeah. it's always like it's like a musical like the the song is just a part of whatever dance is happening mm -hmm. um but so it was none of it ever nothing i ever do is really a conscious decision i'm never like i'm going to do this now it's just mm -hmm. whatever is whatever is pulling me in wow. a certain direction so Again, the music is just like I, I I really like I have I have archives and archives of voice notes of songs. So I'll go like, what do I what can I use right now to make a film out of? Mm -hmm. um, I don't have I don't have proper musical training, mm -hmm. but I have a really good ear and I can figure out. Like for wait for me, I think I played most of those. If I have a guitar, I can write music on the guitar, but I have no I play it like flat like this Whoa. or like if you I taught yourself how to play the guitar like that. Yeah. I might like YouTube the chords, but I, yeah. but I have a good enough. <laughs> YouTube is the answer. <laughs> wow. Here I am talking about proper training. I'm like, you need to dance properly. And I'm like, I'm just YouTubing how to play the guitar, but I'm not trying to pursue a career sure. playing the guitar. No. So I, I can figure out things on the piano and the guitar. If I have an instrument, I can figure it out well enough. Cause I have a good enough ear. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have any proper wow. training. Wow. I really, I would, if I had, all the time in the world, I would make more songs. <laughs> mm. Wow. Okay. So that, that kind of leads into my like next thing. I mean, like, so after having done all the stuff, like, what do you feel like uh, your next transitional moves look like? Well, I mean, I, I am directing a lot more. Last year, last year was like the, if I looked at it as a transition, that was the transition into directing and I want, and I want to direct things that are original. I really love, I love musicals of course, because they're the mixture of all the great things in life. <laughs> There's song and <laughs> dance. And, and I love doing the styling for things for wait for me. I did the styling for this next kind of campfire vaudeville thing. I did the styling and it's all kind of old Western period stuff. So mm -hmm. I like to do period pieces, which sucks because it's really expensive to get that kind of <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I, I would love if I had all the time in the world, I would just be making musicals all the time. Wow. But I want to I, I enjoy directing because I I'm so good with not having attention on me that like wait for me was one of the first things that I wasn't in. Mm -hmm. And I felt so happy about it. I'm like, I'm not in. The, nobody's looking at me. I just mm -hmm. get to be on set looking at the monitor and not be performing and let other people shine and help them look great on camera. And so that's I'm loving I'm loving that. Mm. Are you an introvert? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Do I seem like it? Kind of. You I mean, you said that like it was a statement. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you an introvert you, or an extrovert? You are an introvert. introvert. That was basically. <laughs> tell us about being an introvert. No, I mean, I, I so didn't mean it in a bad way at all. I, I no. guess the reason I asked because I feel like some of the, I don't know, like. 
most talented and artistic people that I know um, are introverted. And I think it's a great thing. And I, I'm just always curious about that kind of, you know, personality traits. Not to say that if you are an introvert versus an extrovert, you 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 are going to be this way life-wise. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of, like, how people um, like to recharge themselves, right? Um, I get very recharged being alone. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I, I, it, unless I, there are very, very specific people in my life who I feel very comfortable around but i don't i don't hang out in group settings often i am yeah. an, i the answer is yes i'm an introvert because i'm <laughs> explaining everything that an introvert is right now i like to be alone and i like to work alone yeah. i very rarely work with people like if i'm choreographing or i just like i like if i'm making songs it's like i'm yeah. it, all of that is a total solitary experience for me and i enjoy it that way yeah um so yes, but you have, but you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave her. You alone. were right. <laughs> 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 this is over. Um, but like that, sure. But you have such, you have such a prominent voice, you know, and you, you have this ability to kind of rally people, you know, at the end of the day. And I think that's what I, I'm trying to get at. Like introvertedness has nothing to do with your ability to be in a social setting, to be effective for people and to uh, have a voice that's listened to. Um, so I just, I think that was kind of what I was more so leaning towards. Like the way that you seem to create is very internal, but then once you're ready, like you, when you, you know, are ready to unleash that, it's just like, here's what's going on guys, you know? And, and I think mean, that's really cool. Um, so, okay. So now that you're in this space of, uh, you know, kind of doing other sorts of, uh, creative projects, musicals and, and, and stuff like that. Um, do you feel like, I guess, so that the concept of success, because that's, everybody wants to be successful and that concept can change with the seasons of your life, right? Going from dancing to choreographing, to teaching, to, uh, writing music to whatever. So, um, in your definition, how would you define success? Um, success. Ooh, success for me is. Jeez. I don't. Every word I'm coming up with, I'm like, but no. I was gonna say balance. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm out of balance, it's necessary (laughs) um but i i i think maybe feeling fulfilled and at peace Mm. and i feel both of those things right now so i guess i'm a success (laughs) 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 do you guys feel fulfilled and at peace yeah 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 Yeah. i I love that um and i love that you take your time to think about it you don't just blurt out whatever you think is the right answer and i think because that's I mean, that probably also just comes with uh, with age, but more of um, age knowing and being seasoned in terms of like why you're doing what you're doing. You you seem to have known your why all along and that will that's kind of like your true north. Right. That's like mm-hmm. you always know this is why I'm going to do anything. So that's never going to change, even though the things may change, like what you're doing, uh, what you're putting your time into, like those things can change. But um, your strong why is what um, is pretty apparent as far as what drives you. And I think when you when you mention balance, um, I think that's so important, you know, and um, I think, you know, this day and age success is defined so much by numbers, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's followers, subscribers, money, whatever. 
Um, I've never, I've never, the reason it takes me a long time is because I know I don't operate based off of whether it's successful or not, whether mm. it or I am successful. So it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and if I'm out of balance, I don't, that doesn't mean that I'm not a success or that I'm not being successful. Sure. It just means I'm out of balance right now mm-hmm. because our industry is so unpredictable. Like it's mm-hmm. very hard to maintain balance in an, in, in an industry where like, I might check my phone right now and it's like, oh my God, I have to go to China tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you maintain oh, yeah. balance yeah. when things are just constantly, you don't have control over a lot of what happens. Um, so yeah, I don't, that's why I didn't say balance. Cause I'm like, I don't think if I were out of balance that I wouldn't think it's mm. that, 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 that means it's unsuccessful, but yeah, I don't, I don't really care if I'm successful. Mm. But I care if I'm at peace and fulfilled. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But if I weren't, I yeah. wouldn't say, oh, that means I'm not a success. I wasn't a success because I didn't find peace and fulfillment. Like it sounds like what you're saying is success is more a state of being versus uh, stuff and circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and even with what you said about balance, because sometimes we are thrown off balance, but then your true north will recalibrate you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you'll you'll allow yourself to be like, okay, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. flustered right now, but you know, I know I'm gonna dial it back when I can and then, you know, you're gonna get back into your zone. Yeah. Um how would you define sexiness? <laughs> <laughs> That's also a word that just doesn't cross my radar. Well, here's ever. why I ask you that. Because <laughs> I, I mean you have a lot of you have a lot of females that follow you, that look up to you and um, like I know that for a fact, you know, so yeah. like, and, and, uh, you talk about, um, you know, social media and, and body image and yeah. all these things that are thrown at, and not only just women, I feel like men will struggle with this too. Do you too. deal with that? I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be sexy. There are times <laughs> when I'm at Kinja's performances and we're done and everyone's like talking to each other and then they want someone to go up to me. He's like, so you're like the manager? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no, no, I'm not. And I goes, was yes, I, I am was, the most organized, <laughs> <laughs> one. No, I am a dancer. <laughs> I've been dancing for this minute. <laughs> well, yeah, I okay. So, what was the question? Well, so sexiness, like, and <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't it? mean, I don't mean it to be this. Uh, I'm not fishing for an answer. Like, I'm curious because I think success and sexiness, like all those things. These are like these these kind of like buzzwords, right? Yeah. In, in this day and age, and and again, social media doesn't. Know, and I feel like we're almost like we almost vilify social media on this show. It's a great tool, mm-hmm. it, but just to know how to use it as a tool versus let it use you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you feel like you need to define yourself by what you see out there, and then so these terms like success, like. You know, like it, it, we say that Instagram is like your highlight reel. So you want to post all the things that make you look like you're doing stuff and mm-hmm. that you're hot and you're at, you're always at your best. And those things are defined by success and like sexiness, like yeah. feeling <laughs> desired or feeling like yeah. I'm cool and I'm worthy of some sort of praise. Right. So, you know, from I think from where you're at with not only, yeah, sure, women that look up to you, but even what you would define as a blanket statement for sexiness, even for men. Uh, what would you how would you define that yeah so okay so what while my brain is churning i think the things that are i've seen very obvious obvious switches in the intensive from one moment to the next of somebody not being sexy but trying to be sexy and then them actually being sexy Mm. and the switch is when you're really authentic to who you are 
and when you are true when you're like your most true self that's when you're really sexy for women when guys figure out how to be assertive like being assertive is is and that doesn't mean a certain like a masculine version of being assertive it just means that you're unapologetic and not questioning the decision that you're making Mm -hmm. in the way in what your eyes are doing and in your posture and your stance for for and then i'm I'm kind of basing this around dance but your physicality has so much to do with with sexiness but your stance the way you're how wide you open your legs how low you can get all that you have to be assertive to get your body to do those things without question and your face tells so much in how much you're second guessing yourself for men and women. And the more that you're authentically expressing yourself, the more sexy you are. And when you're dressing in a way that is authentic to who you are and not that you saw someone else wear this thing that looked sexy on them. So you're trying to pull off that same thing, but it doesn't really fit your vibe at all. Mm. Um, so I know a lot of people say confidence is sexy, but there's a, there's like a, there are many, many, many layers to confidence and the, the root, layer is that that confidence has to be born out of who you truly truly are because you can be confident portraying a sexy caricature of yourself and it's just not quite the same thing Mm -hmm. as seeing somebody be confident in really knowing who they are Mm -hmm. and that's difficult when you're young because you don't quite know who you are yet but you Mm want to be sexy so there are a lot of young dancers who are like i want to be sexy it's like yeah you can you do your best to be authentic um, in those instances. It's, it's very, very difficult for girls nowadays. You, what, what, what is being rewarded as a society is a certain type of sexy. So you think you mm-hmm. need to be that type of sexy to <clears throat> be rewarded. And um, I feel for everybody that feels those pressures from social media. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is damaging people horribly. Like full grown adults. Yeah. 40 year olds. Yeah. Totally agree. I agree with your definition. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the it approval. Is <laughs> <laughs> you pass. <laughs> um, well, if, if it's okay, we want to lightning round you up a little bit, toss mm-hmm. some questions at you. Uh, point is to try to just go off the top of your head and uh, not put so much thought. You can elaborate on whatever you want. Okay. But uh, here we go. Lightning round. Lightning in round. Three, two, one. Your favorite industry job? Um, Neo. Ooh, wow. Favorite good. Disney character? <laughs> oh, no. Off top. Off top. Um, Jack Skellington. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, what advice do you have for uninspired artists? Watch things that inspire you. Nice. Nice. Uh, who haven't you worked with that you would love to? Doesn't have to be a person. It can be, you know, a, uh-huh. a company, a brand, whatever. Um. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Whoa. Uh, favorite memory as a dancer? Uh, getting the phone call that I booked uh, the Super Bowl with Janet and Justin. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. freaking yeah. tight. Uh, favorite book? <laughs> the, the, um. 
Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, maybe the People's History. People's mm. History of the United States. Howard Zinn. Whoa. All right. All right. Uh, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Um, To read people's minds? Wow. Wow. You sure you want that one? I'm not. Did you hear that question? <laughs> 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 to read people's minds? I need your no approval. <laughs> I wish I could read your mind. I have no idea. I'm just going to say that for now. Solid. Favorite solid. movie? Favorite movie? I just, it's just because I'm going off the top of my head. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that one's a good one. Wow, you're true. The music, the music is just. Yeah. Oh, so it's because of the music. Unparalleled. It's because of the music. Yeah. I mean, also stylistically it's just it holds up like it's still so good yeah yeah Uh, so good do you think copywriting dance moves is in our future it's in the present oh you can copy you can copyright (laughs) choreography that's great did you know you could copyright choreography (laughs) of course i did i was testing you (laughs) i was making sure i was just checking your you know this is a this is a check i recommend you do it you go on the cop- uh, copyright.gov. Anyone that's listening, if you have original choreography that's not work for hire, which means that you didn't do it for an artist or for a film or for a commercial, it's something that you own. So all your guys' like, concept videos and stuff, copyright.gov, you register it, you upload the video, and copyright it. Right now, yeah. Do you write that, Mike? We're going to need to look into <laughs> that one. Um, uh, uh, sorry, and let me just say, so because if, if your choreography gets stolen, it... It makes a huge difference if you've, even if you've just filed for the copyright, because it takes like six months or something for it to go through. But if you've at least filed for it, it Uh makes a huge difference in court. Whoa. Do we need to hire you as like our lawyer? So good. Uh, Worst fear? Dogs. (laughs) Dogs? What? (laughs) I've had... I've had bad experiences with dogs. Yeah, I've Aww. had bad experiences too. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. Oh, Thank you. Wow. <laughs> My heart hurts. <laughs> I love the dog. Uh, do you have any regrets? <laughs> I, hmm. No. Not that I can think of. There are things that like I, w- I wish would have gone differently. But... They don't haunt me. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. It's good news. Um, if you can go back in time and give yourself some advice, what would that piece of advice be? Um, to stretch more. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I after tell I dance. Right <laughs> I got uh, there's a there's a this woman named Ann Fletcher who was a dancer and choreographer. She's a director now and a producer and she's amazing. And I, uh, she gave advice one time that was stretch after you dance. Cause we, we Mm -hmm. dance and Mm -hmm. then we get in our cars and it's like, just crunched driving (laughs) home. And I always feel better when I stretch afterwards Mm. and I don't do it, but I had a bad injury last year and I don't want to have more. I, I already like, I'm really bad with taking care of my body. Mm. no, well, kind of. <laughs> do you have, feel like I'm arguing with myself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have like daily routines? Like uh, no, no strict diet regimen, no workout no. plan, no yoga, no meditations. No, no. tight. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that's tight. It is tight. Yeah. Do you guys? Oh uh, uh, yeah, no. to some degree, I do. Not I would really. say. 
I'm here and there. <laughs> You're what? I'm here and there. You know. Yeah. You know, my my drinks a lot of coffee and keeps them youthful. I would okay. love yeah. if I could wake up, stretch. I make a smoothie every morning. <laughs> oh, that's a routine. Hey, there you go. What do you put that's in your routine. smoothie? Lots of veggies. Nice. Very veggie heavy. Okay. Are you a vegetarian or a vegan? No. Okay. But uh. you just love the veggies. If I had like a personal chef, yeah. I'd go for it. But yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, I don't have the knowledge. If I if somebody could just hand me healthy vegeta- vegan food for every meal, yeah. I'd, I'd do it. Yeah. It's hard when we travel. Yeah. Totally hard. It's hard when you're on set. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. I get faint very easily. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't uh, risk it. Mm. Yeah. Hard one, yeah, especially in Asia, it doesn't Jesus. exist out there. Does not exist out <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so less of, more of uh, things uh, that you would hope to see less of in the world, and then also more of in the world. Less of people being mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was not eloquently said i think that's probably a general consensus yeah. across anybody yeah. that you ask that question to is just less ill-intentioned interaction mm-hmm. whether digitally or in person mm-hmm. more uh dance Hey. For the like, good dance. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just the good kind. Just the no, good, good just dance. The good, yeah, like more people. Mm-hmm. I think more people could dance, and it would bring more joy, and they'd be less evil to each other. Hmm. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Dance is the cure to the world, you guys. It is. Um, I love it. Uh, so, so going into that, uh, your golden rule. What is uh, Galen's golden rule? Your life mantra. Uh, hmm. My life, I don't think this is necessarily a rule, but if I would say there's something that constantly is on my mind in my daily life, it's just kind of taking stock in what I have and just being aware. I I, I suppose it's maybe this is maybe I can re answer your question if I have any sort of routines or anything. I'm constantly grateful for things i don't kind of i don't have a gratitude journal or anything but i'm constantly just kind of taking stock that like my family is here like Mm -hmm. things that i you know norm someone might take for granted i'm aware of and acknowledging every second of every day Mm -hmm. (laughs) i realize that anything could be taken away at any moment um so awareness and gratitude i guess i would say Mm -hmm. good stuff really really good stuff um well galen uh you're blowing my mind over here um again i love uh these first interactions because it's just real and i'm asking you real questions that i'm genuinely curious about um but i think with what you're doing for um in short yeah for dance uh what we're all here for right um so much of our listening audience uh are dancers or aspiring dancers but also um i think your mentality transcends just dance you know i think you um exemplify somebody who um again has a strong core of knowing who you are and knowing why you're um pursuing uh you know this entertainment industry in various ways and your um emphasis and the importance that you stress on education and um, building foundation, building step by step by step, and not just jumping at things. Um, 
yeah, it's not. I don't think it is taught enough in in many places, and and you can find it if you if you look, you know, like what you're offering with your with your method, as well as things like podcasting or whatever. You can find knowledge if you go searching for it. But I think um, for somebody like yourself who has such uh, influence and you have a a loud platform, um, thank you for using it in the way that you are. And I think it's uh, very um, responsible of you <laughs> as an artist and as a um, an entertainer, whatever you want to call it, to be doing that. Um, we appreciate that. That's why we do what we do here at you know with Kinjas and. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's needed more in, in this world for sure. So just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats to you guys for doing this. Um, for sure. Um, do you have, uh, what, what's, uh, how can people follow your journey? Like social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm at Galen hooks. That's kind of it. (laughs) I have a website, but I don't know why you'd go to it. It's galenhooks.com. It's a great website. I was all up on it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information there. That's like how if I was I'm able to out... creep on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I put a lot of some of the things I do are long. Like the freestyle roulette event I did is like a real long form. There's a lot of material. So if you wanted to really dive in and look at things, go to my website. Um, but yeah, I guess just IG. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything? Uh... Do you have anything that's like coming up like that people can be on the lookout for or I'll be you wanna... I will this so this this film that I'm editing is the bane of my existence I I shot it <laughs> I shot it last June or something a long time ago and it's Whoa. just been taking a long time but when I do put it out I'm very proud of it I'm proud of the footage I got so <laughs> I think I'll be proud of the final product um but it's not something that's like very instagram friendly like it's a it's a longer form thing and it's not like really kind of flashy so if you want to see it you're gonna have to go to the website (laughs) um to look for it um and i have a lot of classes coming up and i always post about when i teach um but yeah that's that's all i guess cool stuff (laughs) uh we wanted to we wanted to give you a little gift what Um, no Yes, uh, it's still Christmas. It's still Christmas over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's always Christmas. It's always Christmas. Kinjas. Do I get Kinjas merch? <laughs> yeah, want to hook you up with one of our bomber Yay! jackets? Um, Thank you. Your collection yeah. grows. Awesome. Do you already have one? I feel I, like I've seen you in one. I have a but black maybe, one. Yes. Hey. Okay. I figured you had the black yeah. one. I saw a photo. I saw a photo I with you wearing this. it. I love this. Thank you guys. You're very welcome. I'll wear Thank it you. out of the room. Yay! What? <laughs> Well, so there much. it is. You're welcome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and chatting with us and, and uh, letting us know the story and, and dropping inspiration bombs all over the place. Mm-hmm. And letting us know that copywriting dance moves is a thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah. Charles. Yeah. Right now, you can do that. That's everyone amazing. Everyone go owns do that. Their cho- you have to own the choreography, though, and I think a lot of people get confused because they go, Oh, that stuff from that music video I did, that's that was work for hire. And that's the problem is people yeah. don't read their contracts. Because uh, yeah. your contract will say if something's a work for We've hire. We've got a ton of stuff that we can, I think. Like I'm going to copyright my first Literally. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Mike Thanks Fowl. Yeah, you want to you wanna give us some 
Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Full show notes and all links mentioned will be at kinjas.com slash podcast as well as in the description below. Hit up kinjaspodcast.com slash iTunes and give us that five-star rating and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Questions and concerns, you can get us at info at kinjaspodcast.com and slide into our DMs on all social media <laughs> slide platforms. Slide into the at DMs. Kinjas Podcast. Whoa. That's with a K. You're very sexy at that. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, that was great. Hey, you know what? Those DMs, I really do re- read and respond. And you guys know I, I regram all those IG story posts. Yes, we do. So keep those coming. Those are cool. All right. Well, shing, shing. Kinjabag. Peace. Kinjabag. <laughs>